the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. Excuse me. We are live today in the studio. So if you'd like to call... Number is 216-901-0945, And it just seems like the activity just never stops. <laughs> There's a uh, just an awful lot of stuff. It's, it's unbelievable. What's really wild is that with a lot of the news that's come out over the past week, uh, past actually two or three weeks, it's been um, very negative. And when you look at what the S&P 500's done, it's actually up over the last, let me see, I'm going to go right to the date. The, the, the nearest low, low was around 3,770, somewhere around there. And now it's at 42, uh, 4,200. That is an increase of about 15%. And that's just in, you know, a couple of weeks. So... That's what's so amazing about the stock market these days. When people say it's different, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's a lot faster. It moves significantly faster than it used to, uh, although it's always been pretty fast. That, that's another thing I think is kind of funny. If you look back over uh, long time periods, if you have a uh, software, I use the uh, Telechart TC2000, you can... Go back in time and see how different things affected the market or how markets moved. And it just blows my mind that stocks have always moved a lot. Uh, now it's, it's the, the peaks and troughs are relatively close to where they used to be. In other words, you know, the average stock on the New York Stock Exchange still has right around a 50% range, an annual range. That means from top to bottom, that range is right around 50% each year. And that's normal. 
That's one of the reasons people use stocks. That's one of the reasons a lot of people are, are going to bonds, uh, CDs, and annuities is because they don't really like all that fluctuation. But see, all the fluctuation is because the long-term returns tend to be pretty good. Actually, they tend to be a lot better than you could get in just about anything else. I'm looking at 2020, okay, when the pandemic first hit, right around uh, end of March, or or that's actually that's actually when they started talking about it, because I contracted it uh, in December of 2019. We didn't know; nobody knew what it was, and so for three months, I'm sick as a. That's the sickest I've ever been. I have never been that sick. And I had my appendix removed in an emergency surgery and the appendix had already perforated. And the day before I had my appendix out, I ran a, a three mile, uh, competition because I was going off to officer candidate school in the Marine Corps. <laughs> and so I just thought I had the, uh, I was sick to my stomach and I ran three miles and it was my appendix that, it, that had started to burst. And the next, the next morning I was on the operating table and they pulled it out. Well, the reason I'm telling you that story is because that was nothing. <laughs> that wasn't even close to the uh, the pain <laughs> and the suffering that I got from having uh, the coronavirus. So anyway, the bottom line is, if you look at where the market was right before it started to drop, okay, back in 2020, it's up 26% from there. Think about that. And in a, just a few weeks, when, once they had announced, once they had recognized what was going on and, and put a name to it, uh, the S&P dropped about 34, 35% in just a few weeks. So a 35% drop from an index made up of the biggest companies in the world <laughs> goes down 35% in a matter of a month or so. And then it goes up from that bottom point from where it bottomed back. What, when was that? Yeah, that was actually in March 2020. So it's down about 38% from where it had been just a few weeks before. Then it goes up. And when it peaks out, I have to run this again. Well, it was up about 115% from there. No, 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 that can't be right. It, it might be. Okay, sorry about the delay, folks. So it was up about 90, a little over 90% from there. And then from that level, so now we're going to, where did the market peak recently? It was, oh, looks like the last day of the year in 2021. So the first quarter, which is normally one of the better quarters of the year, by the way, uh, it was actually down, let's see, about 10%. Yeah. 11%. So it was down 11%. And now if you measure from that low point to where it is right now, it's up 17. <laughs> and it hasn't recovered, by the way. So uh, this is my point. I mean, if, if if you were trying to time that up, that it's never been a good idea. And what's never been a good idea, timing the market, is is even worse now. And the good news is you don't have to do that. You don't, you really don't have to do that. There are so many, one of the things I really like about the financial services industry today is that if you can define a strategy, somebody's doing it. 
If you like stocks that have high profitability levels and dividends that have been increasing over the past five or 10 years, there's a fund out there that, that, that exclusively invests in stocks like that. If you like stocks that are down off of their highs, uh, have good solid fundamental financial statements, and now are starting to rise again, there's a fund out there that does that. And uh, we hold most of them. If you like funds whose share prices, uh, whose stocks in that fund's share prices are rising quicker than the overall market is, who also have sales growth and uh, profit growth to accompany that, there's a fund that does that. I used to have to do all that myself before all these funds came out. Big advantage to letting the fund do it. First of all, you don't have to see it. You don't have to see all the activity that's going on inside. Secondly, the way that they report it, it's much more tax efficient. So that's a good deal. And it still comes down to, though, what kind of a risk taker are you? You got to sit down and try to figure that out with, if you haven't done it by yourself, you got to do it with someone. And that's generally what we do. You know, Bullington Capital, we sit down and, and the big question is, okay, how much of a decline can you really take? Can you really take before you start to panic? And that number is different for everybody. I mean, if you're down 30% on a, across the board, are you panicking? If the answer is yes, then you know, don't put 100% of your money in stocks because at some point in time, they're going to be down 30% again. I promise you that. I read that statement back in 1988 when I'd only had my license for a, a little under a year. <laughs> and you know what? It stayed true. Stocks are incredibly volatile. They do move faster now. They they do move fairly significantly faster. But uh, what the bottom line is, you just have to know yourself. And then when it gets hard, you know that's one of the reasons I have a job. I'll remind you. I'll remind you. Why do we have that fund? We'll go in and, and pick two or three of the funds and just go over them. I'll send you a spreadsheet. I could, actually, I'll do it on the whole portfolio if you'd like me to, which I do fairly frequently when I have newer people and you get a big market sell-off. No problem. I will send you a copy of the funds that you have, and I'll go back at least 10 years because I know we'll see a whole bunch of corrections during that time period. And you can see, yeah, okay, this is just another one of those. It's another one of those time periods where you're probably better off not watching it too closely. Uh, I, I like to check my portfolio a lot when it's making new highs. When I know that the market's going down, I don't check it that much because I know I'm going to be down too. And it's just, uh, why? Why would you? <laughs> why? If you don't need the money, especially right now, if you don't need the money, then don't worry about it. You know, you go back and review, why am I in these funds? Well, what kind of, of criteria was used to select these stocks. And that is a big deal, by the way. When you have uh, criteria and you don't know the criteria and you don't know how it's performed in the past, it's really difficult to have a whole lot of confidence. You know? And that's what it's, you know, investing is about confidence. That's one of the reasons that, you know, when I look at uh, the fixed indexed annuity products that we've been talking about here for the past couple of years, I didn't look at those for a very long time. Well, they started raising the guarantees on the fixed portion and the guarantees got to a point where I'm looking at this and going, man, that is higher than most people are getting in their stock accounts, even if they're good investors. So if they're 
if they're not in that top 10% of all investors, there is no doubt they're going to get beat by, by the fixed indexed annuity. So, you know, now again, when I say that kind of stuff, I always have to put out these disclaimers. The fixed index products are only as good as the insurance companies that are um, providing them. So you want to make sure you stick with high quality insurance companies, those that have at least an A rating by AM Best and have been around for a while and have been doing this for a while because they're the ones that are, are making the guarantees. And the way that those kind of work, by the way, is there, there is an index. They're all, there are literally, there are hundreds of them. And there are hundreds, hundreds of them that are actually different. Uh, not all of them are different. Some of them, they'll come out with one series and then the next series comes out and it's identical to the other series. Why are they having a new series? Well, it's something to do with what the insurance company does to, to, to calculate their risk more, uh, accurately. But anyway, uh, it, more often than not, they're changing. They're, the rates are either going up or they're going down. The guarantees are going up or going down. So you've got to kind of check in on that and whatever the rates are at the time that you um, decide that you want to invest, those are going to be your rates. And it's pretty good. I look at it and I'm going, wow. You know, that's, you look at the Dalbar studies and see what the average investor has done over the past 20 years. And then you look at the minimum guaranteed income. I'm one of the fixed index annuities. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense for an awful lot of people. If you're not a hardcore, sophisticated investor who's good enough to get up into that top 10% and stay there, okay, then this is probably something you might want to take a look at. And maybe not. You know, everybody's different. Everybody's different. And you know what's really difficult? When you have people that are married and one of them is really aggressive and the other one's really conservative. <laughs> that's, yeah, that, that's a challenge. <laughs> and I had no idea I was going to have to be a marriage counselor when I started in this industry, but, uh, I ended up doing that quite often. Um, so, and that's okay, you know, and, and, and you should have those conversations. I mean, that, that, this is really important. I mean, they, a couple percentage point difference in returns over your life expectancy is probably going to be pretty significant at least if you're not in your 70s you know if you're in your 70s with the life expectancy being right around 72 um you know toss a quarter <laughs> and uh, that's one of my um one of the things i really like about markets most people are looking for promises or guarantees um i'm looking for probabilities you know what what is the probability because in the end that's really all you get you the guarantees that you get are from insurance companies. What are the probabilities of the insurance companies not being able to meet their commitments? I don't know. That's why we use the rating systems and uh, look at them, A, B, C, you know, D. And uh, they've got, there are a couple of different ones out there and you want to use those. But the way that they invest the money is generally pretty conservative. And uh, and again, I'm, I'm really not that concerned that I'm going to make a lot of money on the investments that they put them in. I'm really concerned on what my guarantees are. What's the worst case scenario? What, what am I going to get if, you know, if the markets don't do well? So, or if my timing is just bad, you know, maybe I retired in March of 2020, right before a 40% drop, you know, that's a little spooky. <laughs> the, <laughs> by the way, that's what's going to happen when I retire. That's why I'm not retiring. <laughs> As soon as I retire, the market's going to crash. 
just to spite me. I know it is. Yeah. So, so I'm just going to keep working <laughs> right up until the very end. And uh, plus it's fun. You know, I like it. And uh, look at stocks. I mean, you know, despite the fact that we had two quarters back to back with contracting GDP, interest rates going up, and the market's actually significantly higher than it was a year ago. I mean, think about that. It doesn't make sense. Only if you've been investing for a very long time. Because when that kind of stuff happens, and people ask me why, and I go, because they're stocks. And that's what they like to do. <laughs> they like to confound you and frustrate you. And if you have too short of an outlook over uh, over the investments, you're... You are gambling. You're not an investor anymore. You're gambling. If you're not looking out five to 10 years minimally, that's a minimum. Okay. You should not be in stocks. If you need that money, if you think you might need that money within the next five years, that should not be in stocks. It should be in either short-term bond funds that are extremely short right now. No, you're not going to get rich on them. You won't make a ton of money, but it'll be there if you need it. See, that's the thing. That's the key. Are you going to need this money? And when we set up an income uh, plan for somebody, you know, we keep five years worth of withdrawals in short-term fixed income, something that's relatively safe. Okay. Why? Well, because the market fluctuates a lot and you don't want to be selling those stocks when they're down. You know, if you can hope, if you can not do that, you don't want to. So that's where the uh, fixed index products come in. You can they, they pay a lot more than bonds are paying right now. That may not always be true. I don't know. But that's where it is today. And uh, if you are generating enough income from that, you can let the stock money, you don't even have to worry about it. That's a really good position to be in. And I've got enough income coming in from my uh, fixed products that I don't have to worry about touching the variable ones, the stocks. That That's a really nice position to be in. Because then when you get these corrections, you can just wait it out. You know? If you want the stocks that are going to rebound the quickest, we'll talk about what that's going to be when we come back from these commercial messages. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420. Stay tuned. some answers why did they force a vaccination on the people that they know didn't work why did they shut our country down knowing we would go into economic turmoil when we were going in an accelerated pace to do well with donald trump why would they do these things the first thing that comes to my mind is because they're crooked because they have an agenda they only care about political leverage the officer tatum show weeknights at seven on am 1420 the answer and odyssey Do you ever find yourself saying, I need a vacation? Vacation Fixation can help. At Vacation Fixation, we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to Mexico, the Caribbean, and Disney vacations. Why choose us? Our clients book through Vacation Fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams. Whether it's a weekend getaway, a family trip, spring break, or honeymoon, Vacation Fixation will personalize a trip just for you. 
Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. And we're back. Hey, if you'd like to call us, the number is 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. And my name is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. If you would like, you can actually go to my website. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I am so easily distracted. <laughs> but we had a, uh, uh, we have a website. And you can go there and contact us if you have questions regarding anything. Uh, I got a few questions last week, and uh, was was pretty interesting. It's really interesting when you're a uh, financial advisor, uh, and we're registered uh, financial advisors. You know, it's a uh, we have fiduciary responsibility. We have to act in your best interest, uh, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, but it, it's really fascinating to me after all these years that the change have, has had a tendency to happen a little quicker as I've gotten older. Change is coming around a little quicker than it used to. And it used to be right around 15% a year. Uh, you'd have 15% in uh, like oh, be- between taxes, uh, personal, corporate, and retirement plans, whether they were personal or business about 15% of all that material is changing <laughs> on an annual basis. And when you think about that, that's a lot. That's a lot of change. That means over a five-year time period, that's the equivalent of 100% change. So anyway, like I like to say, nothing is as constant as change. The fact that we've had two successive uh, quarters with GDP lower and the market's actually starting to bounce, that's Interesting. It's by the way, that's that's actually par for the course. And the really big drop at the beginning of the pandemic back in March 2020, that big drop came a long time before the economy actually slowed down. That's one of the things that I, I always thought was fascinating. And you know, one of my college professors told us about this that stock prices have a tendency to move six to nine months in advance of the economy. And I was like, what? Wow. wow. Now, why would they do that? Because I didn't know at the time. There are people that know um, big hedge funds, big institutional investors that have a pretty good idea uh, what's coming six to nine months from now, and they're not going to wait for it to show up to move. They move whenever they come to that conclusion. 
So I've got a uh, real quick phone call. If you'd like to call, the number is 216-901-0945, 216-901-0945. And uh, Wayne, you're on the Bullington Capital Report. Okay, let's see. It's uh, USOI. It's Credit Suisse Covered Calls. Okay, I, I missed the first part of the question there. I'm sorry, I, I, I couldn't hear it. Can you? Could you repeat that? The question is about ETNs, Edward, Tom, Nancy. And the the uh, stock ticker is USOI, and the stock is a Credit Suisse covered calls. It's a high-return, uh, high-risk stock. Okay, I see it on my screen right now, and you're right about that. It's got a... Uh Oh, it looks like it came public right around 2017, right around 24 bucks. It's at $4.70 now. Um, it peaked in 2018. It looks like it peaked right around 30 bucks. So going from 30, it's down about 85% from its highest price. Uh, here's the thing with these. I would not recommend that anybody use these. Uh, and the reason being is, when you buy an option on crude oil, first of all, they're buying it on a futures contract, not the underlying, you know, not the spot market. Um, and there are just so many costs. I mean, it is, you have to be so right to make any money on those. And uh-huh. that it, it's just too hard. If, if you like that kind of stuff or wanted to bet on the, you know, price of crude oil going down, uh, you know, the, the businesses, the, uh, that, uh, all the companies that are involved in that industry, you, there are ETFs that you could just sell them short if you wanted to, and then you could buy a covered call, or I'm sorry, buy a call to protect yourself. So you could do the hedge. It's a little cheaper that way, a little bit, but the okay, uh, yeah, and uh, or well, you could sell a you could sell a deep in the money call, uh, and uh, you know buy one that's slightly out of the money to protect you because that's really dangerous if you you know don't know what you're doing. But the bottom line is those strategies are incredibly difficult to make money on. When you do make money on them, you yes, you can make a lot. If you had short, <laughs> if you had shorted that thing, I mean, so my biggest gains were in options. They were definitely in options. But I can tell you, overall, if I were to average everything out, it's probably about the same as my average stock portfolio. <laughs> Okay. Just with a whole okay. lot more effort. <laughs> All right. Well, but, thank you very much. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thanks for calling. I appreciate that too. Bye-bye. And I got a uh, another call coming through here. The uh, I didn't get the name, but I'm going to answer it anyway. <laughs> oh, actually, my guy running the board's getting the uh, name for me. Hello. Hello. Hi. Am I on the air? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. You're on the air. What, what's your okay. name? Chris. Okay, Chris. Hey, oh. I, got, I got a question for you. Okay. Um, looking back at your knowledge on the years of, a, of the market, mm-hmm. how bad is inflation for the stock market? And, um, and, and I guess my other comment would be is, you know, I think inflation is being under, understated right now. Yeah. And I say that because... If you were buying a, like I was in Costco the other day, and if you were buying 36-pack of Coca-Cola 
Right. Now the price is up $2 and you're getting 35 instead of 36. <laughs> yeah. So you're you're seeing that a lot now. Right. And so I think inflation is a lot worse than they're telling us it is. Yes. Because I don't think that I mean they don't take an, I, I assume they don't take into account that the packages are getting smaller. Right. When the but the price is staying the same or or just going up, you know, whatever. See, I'm, so I'm, I guess I'm, I'm so gonna, the bottom line is how bad is inflation? Well, um, it, it's actually going to depend. It it's probably a lot higher. Uh, and let me point out a reason. One of the reasons why that the inflation rate that the government uses versus the the government the inflation rate that you and I are experiencing, <laughs> the government has to pay uh, each month a little bit on this program. You may have heard of. It's called Social Security. <laughs> The Social Security payments are uh, raised each year depending on what they say the inflation rate is. And, by the way, the government has around $30 trillion or so in debt, give or take a few trillion, and they have to pay interest on that debt. And they get to set there, and it's supposedly they're, they're looking at inflation to set that too. Now, if you were going to have to pay all those Social Security payments and you were going to have to pay the interest on all that debt, what would you say about the inflation rate was? <laughs> well, you're going to be low. Yeah, yeah. You're on the low side. Right. Yeah. So that that's kind of uh, – it's, it's always been that way. I remember back in the 1970s, my dad was a, um, a carpenter and he, and he was building houses, uh, subcontracting, building houses. And we were just flabbergasted at how high the pricing on the houses were going up. And it, so I remember that really uh, well. And I also, I got, I, I turned 16 in the, the mid to late 1970s. And when I first got my driver's license, I was paying about 40 cents a gallon for gasoline. And within a, about a year, I was paying a dollar 38 and I was mad. Because my my parents had this big eight cylinder car that I had to borrow and put gas in if I wanted to go out on a date, and I had to pay for that gas. And so the inflation rate today is not quite as high as it was in those time periods, but my feeling is that it's probably significantly higher than the inflation rate that they're reporting. And oftentimes the inflation rate also has a big. Uh, dependency on that part of the country that you live in. Uh, the inflation rates are probably a lot higher in California, New York City than they are in Ohio. Uh, just just saying, because there's a whole, whole lot more demand and those economies are a lot larger than ours are. Um, but um, at least until Intel builds that uh, plant down near <laughs> near Columbus. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That's that's pretty wild. But but but, but what kidding. is it? How does this like? I don't know. The, like, let's say the Jimmy Carter years. I mean, mm-hmm. um, how does this affect the stock market? Does it make it stay flat, go down, make make it go up, or? Well, the Jimmy Carter years, it, it stayed in a big sideways trading range uh, nearly the entire time he was in office. But that wasn't Jimmy Carter's fault. A lot of presidents they take blame and then they get credit. And I'm telling you, if you look at it. The, the correlation between the actions the president has taken when he was in office and what happens in the economy are so stinking low that you could not, you better off flipping a quarter to tell what's going to happen. Literally better off flipping a quarter. And, uh, and, and a lot of the presidents that, the presidents that got in, they got in, they were lucky. 
And what happened under their direction was pretty much luck. And I know that's hard for a lot of people to take because they don't, they don't understand that the Fed controls the money supply, not the president. And the money supply is much more important than any other item. And when they raise interest rates, it makes this, it, the, but they keep the supply the same. You'll notice that housing, dro- housing, uh, purchases haven't dropped nearly as much as the interest rates have gone up by because people will yeah. continue to pay if uh, they'll continue to borrow as long as you'll lend them the money. And uh, despite the fact that they're paying a whole lot more and maybe they're coming up against the limits that they can borrow, that hurts uh, uh, some people. And actually, if you were on the edge of qualifying for a loan and now interest rates are a point and a half higher than they were when you first you know, made the offer, there's a really good chance that you won't qualify for that loan and that deal is going to go through, uh, fall through. So that slows down the housing industries and uh, housing is really closely tied to financial services because the banks are providing the loans um, and nobody in America pays cash for a house, you know, hardly anybody anyway. But yeah, so that has a pretty big impact and it, it typically it takes it a while to work its way through the economy. Uh, and, um, and it also depends on, on the, the fiscal policy. That's the government's spending. Uh, when they came out and gave everybody a bunch of money, that, that actually helped quite a bit. You know, it helped yeah. the demand. And, and if they, if they had not done that, then you would have seen much bigger swings in uh, the overall stock market. So the, the market, by the way, is typically considered a leading indicator. Like I was pointing okay. out earlier, uh, it's actually moved ahead of the economy. And it's typically six to nine months or so ahead of whatever's happening in the economy. So if you really want to get a good idea of what's going to happen, look at the stock market. The Fed does. They look at this. Well, yeah. well, well, it seems like the Fed's on a course of keeping raising interest rates again. Um, wait. Yeah, I know. And I, I really don't get it because this is not something that Americans are just doing. They're not going out and spending frivolous, frivolously and overextending themselves. It, this is the uh, result of uh, a pandemic and then a supply chain crunch from a war. Uh, so you're, I don't know, you know, I, I'm, this is where I'm kind of dividing way or stepping apart from what I, what the feds doing. Cause I always thought that they were and they are, they're incredibly smart and there's probably a lot of stuff that I don't know, but well, uh, the other thing, I mean, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you, you look at them raising rates and yet you look at these treasury bonds, they don't even go up much. no, and then you got then you got the then you got the two year bond at like three point two five percent, and you got the ten year bond at two point eight percent. And you sit there and you go, "How does this make any sense?" Oh, back in the uh, late seventies, early eighties, you could get a eighteen percent money market savings account. Very few people even knew what that was back then, but you could get an eighteen percent, and the uh, long term treasuries were actually yielding twenty two. <laughs> that was at its worst. Um, and they, they leveled out, but, uh, you could get a, uh, long-term treasuries paying 15%. And in fact, I don't, do you remember, uh, who Peter Lynch was? I know Peter Lynch. Yeah. So I know Marty, I know Marty Swag too. Oh, he was always concerned. He was yeah. always concerned. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> yep. That's what you get. As I'm concerned because, you know, I look at, you look at social security, um, now the, 
a nine to ten percent increase coming after. I, I, what did they think they calculated yeah, in October? I mean, at some point, you sit there and you go, "How do they afford this stuff?" Um, well, here's the thing. I mean, I'm happy. I yeah. mean, I'll, I'm happy to take it. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. When you have the ability it, to print your own money, um, you can basically yeah. do whatever you want. You don't want to get. You don't want it to get out of control. You know, and that that the problem with uh, and when everybody. You know, I'm agnostic when it comes to economics. I always try to look at what the upcoming president's going to do for the economy. Are they going to come in and try to cut spending and slash and you know raise interest rates? That's not good. Uh, if they're going to come in and spend money, what I feel like is responsibly, and by everybody has their own opinion of what that is, uh, I think that's a good thing. If you're going to spend it responsibly, if you're going to build out infrastructure um, those are, you can't, you can't, uh, you're not going to hire Chinese people to come over from China and build the roads and fix the roads. Okay. Uh, you're not going to have them come over from China to, uh, upgrade the utilities, which are, are, is being done right now, but, and they need help because they haven't changed those things. A lot of them in a really long time period. So there's going to be l- literally trillions of dollars going to be spent, uh, just, rebuilding the electrical infrastructure in this country and so if, yeah I, I i i disagree with you i mean i they say it, you, is, it, I, it, I, it doesn't matter because i'm already seeing it and those numbers are already yeah. published they're out there and uh, you can't you you cannot get rid of natural gas you can't get rid of coal there the demand for electricity is growing faster than the population growth is so you have to have everything and you need a more efficient system there are systems in, in cleveland's like one one of the, they need a lot of help. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of help that's needed there. So, and that's well, where. Yeah, I just, yeah, but I just don't see how this, uh, I just don't see the plan that they have is going to work with well, all this wind and wind and solar, which is, to me, is, is, no, that, that, no, don't get me, yeah, no, they, don't think me wrong. Solar to me is a very filthy way to get, the way to get the energy anymore. Right. Well, it destroys the, it destroys the land. You're gonna it's need gonna destroy. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna need the extra, no matter where it comes from, and that's a uh, um, that's kind of a key. Uh, so if we, there's gonna be a big shortage if we don't do anything. That's the worst thing you could do. Anyway, hey, thanks for calling. Okay. Thank Have you. a good weekend, okay. and I gotta take a real quick commercial break. This is Bill Bullington. I'll be back in a couple minutes. By the way, you cry, the world is sound asleep and too afraid of what might show up while you're dreaming. Nobody My first ride along was with Jamal, even before I was hired. They wanted me to see everything from the ground level before moving forward, and it was awesome. The first time I came in, I got to sit in on a meeting and never realized that plumbers have that level of organization and sophistication to their operations. And I say that as a former degreed project manager, as well as an Air Force vet. After getting out of the service, my wife and I moved to Cleveland, and I just wasn't happy with the corporate-style desk jobs. So I prayed for a sign. That next morning, my best friend called me about this radio ad on The Fish for a company he thought would be perfect for me. And he was right. Why it works was a godsend. You have to want to help people. But if you do, this job is fulfilling in ways that the right person won't find anywhere else. If you want that for your life, call us direct and consider it done at whyitworks.com. 
license number 30185. Wallach Doodle. Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield High Performance Glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on the spot pricing 440 243 5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. Looking for a great way to save on taxes? Look no more. Just call Our Lady of the Wayside at 1 800 368 6262 and ask about their car donation program. It's simple and it works for everyone involved. You donate your ride, you write off the selling price, and the money goes to help the physically and mentally challenged citizens served by Our Lady of the Wayside. The number to call 1 800 368 6262. When you want more, so Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. And we're back. Hey, this is Bill Bullington. If you've listened to this and you've had some questions, feel free to email me. Go to my website, bullingtoncapital.com. There is a form there you can fill out, and I will try to get back to you as quickly as humanly possible. I have to, I have to apologize. I went through the website. I have a service that that keeps it up for me, uh, and I looked at a bunch of. All of a sudden, a ton of emails popped up that hadn't been there before, and they were from some of them were from two or three weeks ago. Some of them was a month ago, and I'm going, "Holy cow! How does that happen?" But that's kind of the par for the course if you have to do a lot with technology you're just nodding your head right now and going oh yeah yeah we're seeing that too so i i understand um but man it is rough and trying to get things done today is is just it's a lot harder if it's online it's running a little bit slower sometimes a lot a bit slower and uh it's it's crazy we are on the internet all day we've got the super high speed connections and I'm telling you, there's something going on there because we'll get two or three hours a day, two or three times a week where we just can't access anything. Talk about frustrating. Holy cow. So, so anyway, um, but yeah, you can go to my uh, website and, uh, I'll eventually see, <laughs> I'll eventually see it and I'll respond to you. It's one of the toughest things about today is when they say it's different this time. I mean, it is really, different this time and it's always been a little bit different history doesn't repeat itself exactly uh it repeats some things uh happen that you might recognize from time to time but the vast majority of the time it's almost always new and this time you've got you know what we used to call a uh, recession was two consecutive quarters where gdp dropped that was the, the technical definition but you see certain industries where the growth is, you know, they can't get enough. Uh, and it's just being held back by supply chain. And that's what makes this one really different. I don't think raising interest rates is going to open up the supply chain. I mean, you're going to make it more expensive for people to, uh, to get, a, get access to products. You know, so that's going to cause interest, you know, Higher interest rates are going to help that cause. I, you know, is it going to make the, the, the ships go faster over the ocean to deliver it into a port? I, you know, I just don't, 
I don't know. I hope they I hope they know what they're doing. But they have a lot more information than I do than than any of us do. And they're not going to tell you that. Okay? They and to find a lot of this stuff, you really have to to dig and search hard. But the bottom line is right now the uh you, you can get a easy get a 3% uh CD or a treasury bond. You know, it's paying 3%. And uh, we are using those in a lot of client accounts uh, because I think with a rising interest rate environment, and the caller was talking about how interest rates had gone up. Yeah, I watched that go up. I was, you know, working with my my dad as a as a little one uh, coming up through middle school and high school, and got to stand around and hear, you know, what they were all talking about. Got to see it firsthand. I remember when we built the first house that sold for $50,000, everybody was going, wow, $50,000. <laughs> and by the way, that's the the long-term effect of inflation. You know what a $50,000 house looks like now? It looks like half of a lot <laughs> in some places. It depends on where you are. The uh, uh, But it's not much of a house. And these were two to three acre lots, wooded lots. The, the houses were like, 3,500 square feet, which was back in those days was really, really, really huge because the average size of a home was not nearly as big as it is today in, in a lot of places. So uh, been here kind of before. It was actually a little tougher back in those days. Uh, it was really hard on stocks. Uh, and that guy was asking about that. They went in a really large sideways range for about four years. And the range that they went sideways in was actually uh, 78 through 82. Now, in 69, there was a 20% drop, which came back by 1972 only to go down 50% and take a long time to recover from. Sound familiar? Remember 2000 and 2000 through 2003? Remember 2007 through 2000? through 2009, or actually, yeah, through 2009, November of 2007, when the S&P finally rolled over. By the way, the mid-small cap in Emerging Market International had all topped out earlier that year by several months. And then the large caps turned over and another 50% decline. So uh, it was similar, but there were enough differences to make them different and the vast majority of people are probably not old enough to remember that uh and if you are it's because you're old like me <laughs> the uh i'm not that old but the uh uh bottom line is very few people remember all that and so that was a really good question what happens and and that's what has happened in the past you've had these huge rallies and huge declines and then another huge rally and unfortunately, the market doesn't tell you when it's going to do that ahead of time. Uh, that's why w- within your strategy, within your investments, okay, if you've got a fixed index annuity, who cares? Now, who cares? You're going to, as long as you're getting a good at selling insurance company, you're going to get that rate of return. If you want to know what those current rates are, you have to call me because it's like CDs. They've, they've been changing. Uh, they change from time to time. But I can tell you that they're higher than CD rates are uh, for income levels, but they're not the same as a CD. You can't really compare that to a CD. And CD rates have started to come up, so that's pretty good. If you're holding on to a bond fund, the way that most portfolios are, 
you you better make sure those bond funds are extremely short maturity levels, extremely short. And I'm talking less than two years. The uh, if the average maturity on your bond funds not less than two years, and you need to talk to your advisor about shortening that, getting into a fund that's got less than two years. Okay, and why? Because a two year bond does not fluctuate like a thirty year bond. A thirty year bond will just crash. Here, let me give an example. This is not even a thirty year bond. This is a the average maturity on this is in the mid or low to mid twenties, and the symbol is a uh, well. You know what? I'm not even going to give you the symbol. I don't want to hear from their lawyers. <laughs> so this is a long-term treasury bond fund. And if you held on to it from 2020 where it peaked to where it is right now, it's down 35%. Think about that. That's a, a, a fund that invests in government bonds. Uh, the maturities are 20 years or higher. And that's what I was talking about earlier. You don't want to be buying long-term treasury bonds. They are they move as much as or even more sometimes than stocks do. And right now they're down a lot more than stocks are down over that same time period. So you want to use short-term or just get a fixed index where you don't have to worry about it. You're just going to get a, a guaranteed rate. And uh, in fact, I wouldn't I wouldn't even look at the investments because the guaranteed rate is more than likely going to be higher than what you'll be able to generate, uh, even in a managed account by somebody who's doing it professionally, because that that's you know what the current rates are now. It's very difficult to match, and that's why I started talking about them. That was not true up until a couple of years ago. The the guaranteed rates were not that good. The guarantees were not that good. The participation rate in stocks not that much. So in other words, you couldn't make a whole lot of, you couldn't make much money doing that. And the guaranteed rates were relatively low. So the guaranteed rates have come up a lot because they move kind of along with interest rates. And if you want to know more about that, if you're getting close to retirement and you're thinking, you know, I'm, I'm getting kind of tired of the stock market going up and down. By the way, it wears everybody out. Even me, I just, you know, I just don't look at it. I know what it's doing based on what I see. Uh, like the Russell 3000 doing. And then I'll look at the uh, Vanguard's got one that invests everywhere international except the United States. So I can see what the foreign countries are doing. And I pretty much know approximately where I'm going to be. I'm going to be within a couple percentage points of what they're doing. So I, I just don't even have to look at my own. <laughs> what is, how's that for uh, uh, handling the uh, uh, anxiety of looking at your own account? You just look at these funds and go, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> I got it. But uh, again, uh, uh, and by the way, I'm extremely optimistic on stocks, especially if you have a time period of five to 10 years. I'm extremely optimistic. I think all the things that are going on right now, a lot of the infrastructure, the money that they're spending in infrastructure, the money that's being spent by major companies uh, is going to really help an awful lot of Americans. It's going to help a lot of our stock markets. It's going to help a lot of the companies in the United States that are from foreign countries. Uh, so I think we're going to have a uh, a really good next 10 years. And it's been a good last 10 years. I mean, if you look at it, it's actually, look at it 10 years ago, it's done extremely well. Uh, so I'm, very optimistic. If you're look, the longer that you're looking at, the better I think things look. There's going to be more change. 
Um, electric cars not going away. You might see some uh, fuel cell cars out there. They're trying to um, make their way into the overall car market. And uh, by the way, I'm getting a couple of phone calls here. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, they're not my calls. <laughs> they're from a different show. If you'd like to reach me in the office, by the way, just call 330-664-0700, or you can go to my um, website, bullingtoncapital.com. This is a, it's kind of important that you get a lot of this stuff down. Uh, I know it's not easy to do when you're listening on the phone. It's not even, it's not that easy when you're in person, but at least I can show you, hand you the uh, material that I'm, I'm looking at when I'm uh, making these um, comments and uh, we can kind of take, take a, uh, um, what you call We can take a look at your situation and just, put together a plan. It's not that hard. Uh, it's really not that hard to do, especially when you've been doing it for an incredibly long time period. The, uh, um, you know, I laugh about when I think about what I used to think when I was in, when I first started in this business, uh, I would tell you how many years, but I don't want you to know how old I am. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, it's been about 30. So that's a, uh, that's pretty good. It's actually, yeah, a little bit over 30, but, <laughs> But I used to think, oh, this is, you know, you have to know what the answers are. Well, you have to know what you can know. And you have to know what you can't know. And I'm going to tell you why. If you think you can know something that's unknowable, and quite frankly, a few of the things the guy was saying that called in, he, you know, he's going to suffer from that. It's very, very difficult to, to not know a lot of things. You got to know what you can, know what you can't know, and you got to know the difference. Now to hear the music, that means I can Mike. Show's over for this week. Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. Have a good weekend, good investing, and good luck. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report. Broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.